Cut the fucking bullshit. It's Turn not off this right. fucking music. Nothing's alright. The kids aren't alright. No. Technically, the kids are alright, but we're not alright here. At my cut the halo. Jacob, say hello to the world. I still don't want to. I don't want to say hello. You're right. The kids are the only thing that's alright here in Angel World. Tyler's on one tonight, folks. Give you a forewarning. He is on one tonight. Fuck this team, dude. Yep. This team can eat a dick. Yeah. It's it's not ideal, man. Uh there's been no positive outlooks lately. There's there's nothing we can bring up on this show that's gonna make people feel good. But we hope y'all are doing great despite what's been going on here in Angel Land. Um Tyler, how are you besides besides Angel, uh, your Angel life? I hate myself. And um, oh, okay. I hate everything that's going on with the Angels. And more importantly than any of that, I hate anybody that runs the Angels PR department. Yeah, and their right lack of accountability, their lack of honesty, their lack of professionalism. Because there's absolutely zero of that in that section of the angels organization but other than that jacob i'm doing fantastic thank you so much for asking how are you my friend in real life i'm okay in in this life second life whatever you want to call it yeah no they're straight up liars man the pr at this point um i don't know how much you can blame joe but he's he's in on this as well now there's a covid issue going on with the team that has been held back for we'll talk about that because according to joe or at least 24 hours ago there was zero covid issues Uh oh until uh five hours after the game or until five hours from the start of the game this morning i see everybody went to a concert last night or what everybody caught it no uh you know (laughs) I, i think what happened was uh you know they did that little league thing and there was a bunch of unvaccinated kids and a lot of the uh the white individuals at the uh at this oh it's rural uh, pennsylvania pretty much and a lot of the white individuals on the halos were not wearing masks there was a lot of footage of the people that you would expect to see not wearing masks not wearing masks and these individuals in these individuals are now on the covid il which honestly Till this very moment that we're talking about it right now, they've been placed on the aisle, but there's no specific reason as to why. And yeah, they didn't give specifics on which players have what I yet, get, from what I've seen. I mean, some of it would make sense; it would line up with it. But I, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. That's the thing with all of this: is that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not going to change the season. Nothing's going to matter now. It just doesn't matter. There's there's no way we can tank. We're too high up, and there's no way we can make the playoffs. We're too far down. And you know what? It shouldn't matter at all because these individuals that are on the COVID IL happen to be in our bullpen. And even regardless of if the greatest pitchers in our bullpen or even in our rotation were to go down, it should not matter. Because we literally just got done playing the worst team in Major League Baseball, coming off a 19-game losing streak, and we just lost a series to a team with the worst, one of the worst losing streaks in the modern era, the worst record in baseball today, this year, and... I, I have zero words. I am pissed. I, I don't even want to do this episode. I don't want to do this episode. I wanted to do the episode when we were coming off a three-game winning streak when we swept the series. 
previous to this one, but now here we are talking about a series that we lost to a team that lost 19 straight games. And the first game, by the way, we almost lost two. We won 14 to eight, but we gave up eight runs to the worst team in Major League Baseball. We gave up a grand total of fucking 20 plus runs to the worst team in baseball. And guess what? We got two losses out of that. We got a series loss. Our best the, the best player in baseball, the guy with the most home runs, the guy with one of the best stuff as a pitcher in the league, could not get a win against the worst team in baseball. So, yeah, I am fucking pissed. And if there's any Angel fan out there that isn't pissed, what the fuck is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Jacob, I'll let you take the floor. Yeah, man. I'm Max Scherzer should be an angel in 2022. I'll finish with that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Max Scherzer should be on this team in 2022. And if he's not, then fuck this team. I'm still going to do the podcast, but I'm definitely not going to be nearly as happy as I would be if he were on the team. Thank you. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. Um, it's good to hear you're, you're doing well. Um, no, I agree. I think... I think Max Scherzer will now look at the Angels and definitely not want to come join us because of how we're looking. That's the other thing to keep in mind, folks, is he has to choose to come here at the end of the day. He has his choice, and we'll see. We'll see. Tyler's going to talk about that nonstop until it happens or doesn't happen going into next season. I will say there have been a few things to look at, and that is you mentioned the kids aren't all right. Kids are all right, whatever you said. Marsh and Adele have looked pretty good lately. I mean, you have to admit, they've looked pretty good. As individuals and hitting at the bottom of that lineup, they've, they've held it down for all three games in Baltimore. Brandon Marsh and Joe Adele have both looked exactly like we expect them to look like in their prime. And it's fantastic to get an early glimpse of that here in this god-awful 2021 season where we don't have a healthy Mike Trout or a healthy Anthony Rendon or a pitching staff for that matter. So at least (laughs) there's some light at the end of the tunnel with Brandon Marsh and Joe Adele, whether or not one of them gets traded this off season or in the next deadline to acquire that pitching personnel that we need is yet to be determined. I would much rather just DFA Upton eat his contract next year and have Brandon Marsh and Joe Adele starting in the outfield next year with Mike Trout. Keep Juan Lagares. Juan Lagares is an underrated outfielder. Defensively, one of the best. Offensively, not so much. But he's a solid seven. If there's seven anybody spot. that you're gonna have out there, he could be your number nine hitter. He could be your he's number been nine hitter. Well at nine. I, I, I'm a fan of speed at nine. You know that. I'm old school. But yes, he, he can fit in the lineup. I'm going to throw it at you. I'm going to jump into it. We were going to do this in the offseason. We'll go over it again. But right now, for an arm, a solid arm, Adele or Marsh. You got Adele. You get rid of Adele. Or Sorry, you're saying you I, I thought you were asking between the two who has the better arm. I think Joe Adele has the better arm. No, between no, no. I mean, Marsh to get an Adele. arm. Sorry, to get pitching, to get a pitcher or a package, you have to ship one of them out. Who are you keeping? They're equal to me right now. They're very they're, close. They're neck and neck. I think uh, Brandon Marsh has a year on Joe Adele as far as age goes. Um, But talent-wise, I think they're just about the same. Brandon Marsh is hitting the ball really well. Joe Adele is defending really well, contrary to his 
rookie year, I think he's technically still a rookie because he didn't play enough games yeah, to enough. get out of that rookie caliber. But still, I mean, good to see Joe Adele performing to the expected. I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. The level, it, the level he's that we least. expected him to play at. It's great to see that he's playing there. Brandon Marsh came up, not so great offensively. He's definitely turned that around. His defense has always been there. So. That's the advantage that Marsh has in my eyes. Is that, and this is, I have a different opinion on the whole outlook, which I'll get to. But Marsh off the bat was outstanding defensively. I mean, they put him in center field off the bat. They move Juan Lagares to right field. So that tells you right there the faith they had in, in Brandon Marsh, whereas Adele, we all know, had a rough stint in right field last season. Uh, but he's cleaned it up. He's cleaned it up quite a bit. You're right. They're close in age, close enough to where I don't think it matters. Lefty versus righty hitting, if that's something. My opinion, you dangle both of them out there, and if somebody wants one of them, whichever one they prefer, that's fine. That's where I'm at at this point, if the season ended right now. Now, the last month here or so, if one of them goes on a tear, obviously you could say, well, you should keep that guy because he went on a tear. He's going to be better next year. Or you could say, well, that's the guy you should dish because now his value is higher than it was before. So there's a couple ways to look at it. Oh, man, it's, that's close. I think Marsh is more of a contact hitter, more of an average, you know, good um, batting average, good hitter. I think Adele's got the pop. I think Adele's swing. I don't know, man. People people are saying um, this generation's Garrett Anderson and Darren Erstad, which I can see, but I would argue Adele reminds me more of a Tory Hunter than a Garrett Anderson, just because of the stellar defense. Now, you know, he's got the speed and the range out there that Tory Hunter had versus GA. Man, I don't remember excellent defense there. I could see the Garrett Anderson comparison only if you were to flip flop. Like GA was obviously fantastic offensively as a defensive player. Justin up kind of laissez faire. Yeah. You Average. look at Adele, you kind of see the things go in the opposite direction. He's really making an effort to be a fantastic defensive player. Whereas with the offense, it's not quite there yet, but when he is able to connect with the baseball, magic happens he's able to beat out so many infield singles oh, also you beat the me to it speed that they both have Pun between intended. brandon marsh and joe adele is amazing and so they're able to get on base you you put one of them lead off you put one of them in the nine hole that's that those could be base hits for days and then you have david fletcher shohei otani mike trout anthony rendon jared walsh any one of those guys coming up after them they're getting knocked in we didn't talk about this before, but you, you just took, I think, two or at least two or three of my points. I was going to go to, what do you think of Adele leading off? Absolutely not. No. No. You know how uh, David Fletcher takes first pitch strikes down the middle? Usually, but I feel like the past couple of weeks he hasn't been. And we can get into the Fletcher stuff later because it's been crazy. I'd like to because Angel's Twitter completely ate shit on a not not a game ending double play but i guess an inning ending double play from david fletcher and we'll get to it i have a few yeah, things to we'll say talk i haven't it. heard the whole thing i haven't been a part of all of it but i got a few things to say to to everybody but okay so you're saying not have him lead off i'm thinking the power is a reason not to 
But if he can, if, if Joe Adele, that is, if Joe Adele can pull a Justin Upton and hit the occasional bomb, and let's say he does get on base, he's taken second, 30.8 feet per second down the line. I mean, that's like top in the league. We're talking top five in the league speed. We're talking about superhero speed, dude. Yeah. Can you imagine going 30 feet in a second? No. I mean, in a vehicle. It's hard for me to grasp that concept when it comes to professional athletes. That That's faster than a golf cart. That's something that's, like, normal <laughs> for them. <laughs> you know, like... That's normal for, like, receivers, I would assume, in football. And, uh, you know, I don't think basketball ever gets to that speed. It's out of this world. Yeah. It's, it's unworldly. I um, wonder, is there another sport besides sprinting, you know, running... That includes a 30 foot per second foot run. Is there another sport? Football, to me, as far as the four major, because soccer, man, I just don't imagine they ever get up to that speed. Dribbling the ball and basketball doesn't get up to that speed. I'm not a hockey fan, but. Oh, I'm talking about foot. When it comes to skating. Oh, no, they go faster than that. I I would think so with the blades and the momentum. Yeah, that's why it's like on foot. Skating is definitely faster than, than running. Those guys, Connor McDavid's the fastest skater in the world. Um, he just get this quick fact. He plays hockey, right? NHL. He would win the gold medal in speed skating if he did it. Really? But he doesn't. He's a hockey player. That's wild. He's, he's so fast. Anyway, um, he could win it on hockey skates and they could wear speed skates. Like it's, he could just go win a couple gold medals, but he doesn't want to. Anyway, hockey pod coming soon. Anyway, I could, yeah. Okay, so 30 feet per second, put in perspective. Shohei is about 28. Mike Trout's about 29. I was surprised to see that. Does that surprise you as well? I would think Shohei would have a little bit on Trout. Just, I don't know. He looks a bit quicker down the line. I feel like going into next year, Shohei will have more on Trout. I don't yeah. think I don't think we see Trout having those kind of numbers anymore for the remainder of his career. But if he can keep it stable, you know, average or above speed. If he comes in next okay. year with the twenty-seven feet per second, that's still yeah. Honestly, the fact that you're able to get more than a foot per second, more more than five feet per second, we'll go ahead and say more I mean, than five size. feet per second. Well, I'm thinking is just Trout's like size in general, moving through the air. Trout's a juggernaut. So much more resistance than Shohei. Trout is a juggernaut. Not that Shohei's not a big guy, but yeah. And Shohei's becoming a juggernaut too. Jo- Shohei lifts. Like a madman. So does Max Scherzer, by the way. Max Scherzer's definitely having that uh, regiment of upper body and lower body maxing out through the offseason, which is why he's still been able to maintain his longevity. If, Fellas, if you guys don't know, I'm trying to sell Max Scherzer to Jacob so that we, us as a pod can get on board with the Max Scherzer train that's going to come through Anaheim in 2022. I can't afford him, so you can stop trying to sell him to me. <laughs> Neither can the Angels. I know no, that I, you I, can't I, afford him. I know that I can't afford him, but there's a guy that we both know who lets us record in his basement. Where's he at? And his name Upstairs. is Artie Marino. And Artie Marino will be going above the luxury tax in 2022, or my name is not Tyler Casanova. Artie! Go above the luxury tax, you fuck! No, he know, he That's heard that late. one. It's, he might have, but he's not going to wake up. You're right, but you know what's funny? No bias here at all. Nothing against Scherzer. It's not a dig, but 
the guy doesn't look like he lifts weights. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just doesn't look like he's that strong, but he is. He's one of those, like, sneaky, strong guys. Shohei, Mike Trout, they look like they can lift a bunch. But you look at Max Scherzer without a uniform on in Whole Foods, like, walking down the aisle. You're going to tell me, oh, yeah, that guy deadlifts whatever. You know what I mean? Max Scherzer does look like he's coaching his 10-year-old's A-ball team. Oh, yeah. At 10 a.m., on a Saturday. I don't even see Max on the grill. I see Max at the stove, like sautéing mushrooms and chicken and like a fan, like a French meal. I don't see Scherzer smoking meats. Dude, I swear to God you're saying this to piss me off. I'm, no, no, it's not a bad thing. He's he's a, he's an artsy Max pitcher. Scherzer is in front of the barbecue. No. Max Scherzer is, is the barbecue general. He's the grill general. He's no. the guy applying every seasoning to whatever meat that gets put, placed on the grill. He's the guy lifting up the grill, taking the, the flames to the eyebrows, getting his eyebrows flamed off. Max Scherzer is a man's man, and I will not sit here and take any more Scherzer, sl- I'm not- Scherzer slander from you. Tongue twister of the day. So for those of you out there that cook on the stove with pans, you guys out there, don't be offended by what Tyler just said. He, he doesn't mean to offend any of you. Um, I'm a guy in front of the stove. I'm it doesn't a stove make you guy. any less of a man. I'm, I'm not, not a grill guy. I'm not saying that he's I'm a not stove a man. Guy. It's a different type of man. I'm just saying that. I'm not a real man. No, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. All I'm saying is the guy doesn't look like a bodybuilder. That's uh, it's all I'm saying. I never knew my father. Oh my goodness! You want to talk smoking meats? Talk to Dylan Bundy or Lance Lynn. All right. You want to talk about standing in front of the grill? That's who you talk to, with the lat beer in hand and a dip in mouth as well. You know, you mentioned beer, and uh, I will have to ask, which one do you think will be our beer of the week? Well, since both are rather large companies, we won't be sponsored by either, but I think we're going to have to go, we'll go Angel-themed, and I know they both could be, but the beer I fell in love with at Angel Stadium, and that is Elysian Space Dust, folks, and that's our beer of the week. Elysian is a Chicago brand beer which I learned going to the Budweiser Brewery this summer, back in June. If you didn't know, Elysian is from Chicago, and this space that you're drinking was manufactured at the Budweiser Brewery in Chicago, Illinois, right by the... or No, I'm a fucking idiot. Not Chicago, Illinois. St. Louis. St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri. Manufactured in St. Louis, Missouri, right thought, by the uh, St. Louis Arch. I thought Elysian was in Washington. It is not. It is a... Is the plant in Washington? So, it, if there is a sole Elysian plant, then sure, it can be in Washington. But I did see these being manufactured on the line in St. Louis at the Budweiser Brewery. Which also manufactures Bud Light, uh, Michelob Ultra... And any or Bushlight also Golden Road surprisingly Ooh, also a Budweiser beer. So I feel like I feel like what you're saying is like the conglomerate or the monopoly or the owner the overhead, that could be what I'm trying to say. The huge like company that owns the brewery that makes the beer is in those places, but because on here it says Seattle. It says 1996, like music, grunge, 
No, I I, I believe you. I, and but, I, but what I you're see, saying, I see what you're looking it at. It all comes from the Bud, because that makes total sense. It's under the guise of Budweiser, of course, because like anything else, there's somebody that owns something that owns something, and there's somebody at the top. Hell, beer's probably owned by one guy, like one huge guy, Mister Beer. Yeah, I gotta Mr. meet that guy, Mister uh, Fucking Orville Beer. Orville I don't know. Red I tried to beer. think of some 1800s name. Orville's pretty Will, popular back then. Will Beer. Will Beer. There we go. <laughs> Mr. Will Beerman. Mr. Beerman. Mr. William Beer. Oh, Billy Beer up in the hizzy. We're off the rails, folks. There's no Angels news to talk about. There's, There's really nothing, nothing to talk about, guys. I we mean, swept the Tigers. Miggy didn't hit his 500th home run against us. But he did hit it, and we want to give a shout-out, because I love Miguel Cabrera. So... Shout out to him for playing on such a shitty team for so long. I know he was part of the World Series in 03 in, in Florida, um, which was cool. But no, he's been on the Tigers for a lot of losing seasons. I know at the, right when he got there, I think they were making the playoffs with, with Verlander, um, Tyler's other buddy. And I think you they know for Verlander. Him to, for him to stick there for so long is just you know good on him. I think... Taylor Rogers or Trevor Rogers? There's a Rogers on that team. Yeah. Nate Robertson. Was Ian Kinsler on that team? Ian Kinsler oh, no, was team. on the Rangers, I believe. He could have been on the Detroit no, Tigers. No, no, you're know. right. He was on he was part of that playoff uh stretch of years though. Like 20. Maglio Ordonez. I'm just naming yeah. all or Placido Polanco. I'm naming all these old Tigers, old school Tigers from the playoff days. Good times. Good times, what, 2010, 11? Good watches on the old TV. Um, but, yeah, guys, I mean... Bad uniforms. The Angels are done for this season, and because of that, it's kind of difficult to just pump out episodes for this pod. I mean... We don't want to complain. I mean... We love talking to you guys. We complain, but... I mean, that's what we do. It's an Angels podcast. We're going to complain, but the, we don't want to complain about doing the episode. It's just we feel the same way you guys all feel, and so for us to try to comfort you, it's like we'd love to bring you some positives, but there aren't many. We keep talking about next year. That's going to continue. Um, I guess we can look around the league a little bit. We don't want to go too deep into the standings, but it's kind of continuing to stay interesting i think two months ago everybody was looking around like ah everything's locked up like you know a lot of people were saying it's locked up um, but some division races are getting close and then the wild card's kind of up in the air for some of those second spots but um yeah what do you, what do you think we have to jump on i was going to say this we each have to pick a team that makes the playoffs that we're going to ride with and kind of cheer for throughout and i think we i think we may have already chosen those, or I can assume who they're going to be. Will you go ahead and list or say your team that you think will go all the way through the playoffs? Oh, that's a different team than who I was going to pick to root for. Or fine, get, pick pick a team that you'll root for. The team I root for is the Atlanta Braves. Okay, just because they don't really have anything to do with the Angels, I've always kind of been a fan, and they're a good story right now because they were down and out. They're missing their best player, maybe their second best player as well. They're two best hitters. I mean, or two of their best hitters. Uh, so they're relying on other guys to do it. It's just, it's a cool story. And I think I know who you're going to pick, but who would you, who are you going to ride in the playoffs this year? Well, Jacob, I'm going to have to pick my San Francisco Giants, who have a major league leading 
or I'll readjust my sentence. They are the major league leader in wins. And it's probably going to stay that way throughout mm. the remainder of the season, no matter what anybody else thinks. What about what I think? Because I was going to say good luck in the wild card game. Sure. Good luck in the wild card game because they're they're against the Reds. You, you <laughs> could say that because they're not even going to be in the wild card game because they're going to be clinching the division. All right. Because they are just that good. And that's how it's going to go. I know that a lot of folks don't agree with the Giants making it all the way, but we're at the end of August here. September's right around the corner, and the Giants hold a two-and-a-half game lead against the Dodgers. The Giants are 83-44. and 44. The Dodgers are 81-47. and 47. We also have to talk about the 16-inning game from last night that we obviously haven't gotten to, but we will get to. I fell asleep. I do I had to go want to, to acknowledge the... Padres efforts it seemed like you guys could have won this game multiple times you didn't you're two and eight in your last ten uh even if the Giants were to be the ones to play in this uh wild card game you look at the Dodgers or you look at the Padres record you look at their last ten they've lost four in a row they won't be in it no I, I I'm the Padres will not make it through the postseason. They're, they're not going to make the postseason. They're done. I think the Reds are making the wild card. I've been rooting for them for the past few. They're in right now. The Reds are in the wild card spot. I'm pretty sure. I think if it were right now, it'd be Reds Dodgers. At this very moment, the Dodgers are eleven and a half up on the wild card. The Reds are right there at the wild card, no games behind. Uh, the Padres are two games behind, being 68 I mean. yep. and 61. They're done, man, I, I think. And I like to see that. I, I was a Padre fan before they got popular and before their fans came out of the fucking shadows and started becoming all cocky and doing parades for no reason. And they're paying all these players thinking they can just buy their way in. And I love to see them fall to a team like the Reds who aren't paying anybody any money whatsoever. Joey Votto maybe is the exception. And kind of small market team just getting it done versus, I guess you can call San Diego a medium market team. But all that stuff, they thought they were getting Scherzer, and that was the turning point a lot of people have been saying. They thought they were getting Mad Max. It was reported. Players probably got excited. Got a little too excited probably. Pretty ready to make that wild card game and throw Max Scherzer against Walker Bueller. Or maybe Gosman, if it if it is in fact the Giants, as I predict, it will be. But when they missed out on him, and not only did they miss out on him, he didn't go to the Mets. He didn't go to the Braves. He went to the fucking Dodgers. The team that you've been chasing all year. The team that outbid you for Bauer. Right. The team that sort of you were trying to match all offseason pitching wise getting clevenger at the deadline last year you know getting snell to match i guess kershaw or urius the lefty you know it just you've been doing all this work and they get bauer so it's a gut punch and then you think you're going to get scherzer and of course bauer's down and out that would put san diego close to on par with the dodgers but no the dodgers go out and get not only him but Trey fucking Turner as well. So that trade, I think, just 
the Padres were climbing up off the ground, and that trade just kicked him in the balls and, and sent him back down to the ground. And the Reds took advantage, and they're taking advantage, and they, they smelled blood, and the Reds have creeped up. The Reds are not going to win the wild card game, and if they do, they're not going to win the first series against the jo- the. I was going to say the Dodgers, the Giants or Dodgers, whoever it is. Those both of those teams will beat the Reds in a seven game series, and both of those teams would beat the Reds in a one game playoff. But do you agree? It's kind of nice to see the Padres fall out. It's just you know, it's a little satisfying for the amount of money that they spent. It's definitely uh, pleasing. To see. Um, One thing I do want to point out is that for a guy who doesn't want Max Scherzer on their team next year, there is a lot of Scherzer praise in in your your analysis of what's going to go down in this wild card. Absolutely. I, I, I... I guess a part of me is thinking Angels 22, Angels 23, Angels 24. You know, 2022, 23, 24, instead of all in for 22 with Scherzer and and the price tag and all that stuff. No, I have nothing against Scherzer as a pitcher or a guy. Cook mushrooms and chicken, baby. I don't give a fuck. It doesn't. Tyler seems to think that makes you less manly. No, it doesn't. It makes you a, a nice, crafty man, and I think he's a crafty pitcher. I know he's nuts. I know he's Mad Max. I know he mumbles to himself on the mound and yells at guys, and I, I get that, but it doesn't mean you can't be a, an angry, powerful French chef. Maybe I'm just a closeted, angry, powerful French chef. That's exactly and, and there's, that's what I'm telling you is that I accept you. And <laughs> through, through Max Scherzer, your spirit animal... I accept you. Now, Max not, Scherzer is my Patronus. That, exactly. Exactly. I'm trying to think who mine would be. That's that's fun. That's your spirit animal. Yeah, and, and I understand that. My point is just... The root of it all is that I don't think it's going to happen. So that's, that's the main thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and step back into the... Um, the logic side of things, I don't think we do get Max Scherzer considering the price tag that will come with him all in this offseason. That's all I need. The, Dodgers, the Dodgers will make the playoffs. Whether or not they get through the playoffs is a different question, but they will be in some sort of playoff contention. Um, and, I mean, the Reds, too. The Reds are popping off. They're only, uh, I mean, I say only, but eight and a half back from the central, the wild card, they have it in the bag, assuming LA eventually takes over the, the division. You said assuming as if that's going to happen. It's all, it's all under the guise of this actually happening. Whether or not it does happen is yet to be determined. If you get the reds versus the giants in the playoffs or in the wild card game, Personally, I think it'll be the Giants, but then with the offense that the Reds have, it's it's different, you know. Like I don't know. I I love pitching. You know this. I'm a pitching guy. I am in love with the art of pitching. But when you get to a game like the wild card game, it doesn't matter who you're putting in to pitch that game. Your pitcher is going to have jitters. And the guys that are up to bat 
are going to have that fuel. They're going to have that fire underneath their ass and they're going to perform. It's going to be the hitters that perform in a wild card game, not the pitching. The I think pitching I'll, is going to be struggling to hold on. Yep. You just got through a 162 game season. You're in game 163. Your arm's ready to fall off. You've been fatigued for the majority of the year. You're going into this game more fatigued than any other game you've been in to pitch in any other game of the year. The hitting so is going to be the thing that saves you. I don't think the Giants will have that against the Cincinnati Reds if it comes down to that. Offense can win you one thing, and I would say it's the wild card game. and get you into the five-game playoff with the division winner, which I think you'll lose most of the time if you don't have pitching. So I agree. Um, Padres, Reds, you put them up against each other. Padres are a better team. But it doesn't matter. They're they're not hot at the at the right time. Padres on paper are a better team. The yep. performance that we've been getting from the That's Padres I mean. is not anywhere close to the expectant or the expected uh, performance that they should be providing. Which... Put it this way: if the Padres owner or GM had Twitter, they'd be as loud as Stephen Cohen is on Twitter. Stephen Cohen is. Desperate. He's a clown. And I'll go ahead and redo the uh, NLE standings. The Atlanta Braves Yowza. are in first place with the 68 and 58 record Chop after completely on. being written off uh, after the first half of the season. Do it for Ronnie, baby. They had a nine game winning streak prior to entering this recent series against the New York Yankees, who Tough are now series. at 11 straight wins. The Yankees were pretty much written off ending. At the first half, they've had this resurgence, acquiring Rizzo and Gallo. I mean, I could only imagine how much, how many more wins they'd have with a guy like Tim LaCastro still in their lineup. Uh, but you know, good for the Yankees. The Philadelphia Phillies are Whoa. right behind. Or, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, minute. no, no, go ahead, go ahead. I think the Yankees are a problem for a lot of teams now. Because the Yankees that everyone thought was going to happen at the beginning of the season is happening now. so And the Red Sox are falling out. So the Red Sox are doing, like I've always said, the Red Sox are doing what I thought the Giants were going to do. And the Giants aren't doing that. They're staying strong. Um, San Francisco strong, you might say, pun intended. I think Boston's going to fall out. The Yankees are thriving on that. They see that. I'm not counting them out for the division either. What are they, four back of Tampa, who I haven't believed in ever. Nobody has. You're not supposed to believe in money ball teams, but they seem to be getting it done. So I, I just want to mention the Yankees, it, it, mostly to piss Tyler off, but also just because they've been playing so well. Now, it, it, Yankees-Giants World Series, bro, that would be... First of all, very unlikely. Rob Manfred would be so happy. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, first of all, very unlikely. Second of all, very fruitful for the league. You know, just two very big teams, very heavy markets going against each other. I think Dodgers, Yankees would probably be the only one that would make a little bit more. But, man, that would be something. The whole New York connection. Yeah. The Yankees are currently four and a half back. From the Tampa Bay Rays, who the Tampa Bay Rays just don't make sense to me, nope. but somehow they're able to pull wins out of their asses like it's 
their career or professional job or whatever the fuck you want to call it. They're 79 and 48. They've won eight of their last 10. Jeez. They don't make sense to us, but they make sense to Jonah Hill. They have a four-game winning streak. Toronto's out of it. If you thought that the Toronto Blue Days were going to be in it, sorry, Kevin G.O.D., not a friend of the pod, not a podcaster, a YouTuber. Love him. Love his videos. Probably doesn't listen to this podcast. If if you're a Kevin G.O.D. fan and you're hearing this, tell him I said sorry because his team is way out of this contest. They're 12 and a half back. Vlad Guerrero, never heard of him. Who? Exactly. Shohei Otani, MVP, fucking losing a game to the fucking Baltimore Orioles, the worst team in the fucking division. Yep. In the fucking league. Toronto had a real shot this year. They did better playing in Florida, which was interesting to me, but... Yeah, the Angels and them have kind of been in the same boat with, you know, all offense, no pitching. Um, this year for the Angels, kind of been interesting, a little bit of pitching. When the pitching happens, there's no offense, vice versa. So, you know, um, I'm scared for tomorrow at the time that you'll, that the rest of you will be hearing this, it'll be today. I'm scared for the talking baseball episode tomorrow. They're going to rip us, yeah. We're either going to get ripped for losing to the Orioles or the Padres are going to get ripped for being swept by the Dodgers. They both will. Who, who has which league? It Do doesn't we, matter. I think... I it think, does. Jake's a little bit listen, nicer. So I think that... <laughs> I think that the series between the Padres and the Dodgers is going to be overlooked and it'll be a deep dive into how the Angels crumbled to the Baltimore Orioles and there will just be a whole lot of shaming done. And I mean, I honestly, I'm not a Yankee fan, but I am. Me neither. I am. Ladies and gentlemen, me, me neither. I need you all to understand something that Jacob Fuller is a diehard Yankee oh, fan. A former is a word die you're missing. Diehard Yankee fan. You're missing former. It's former Yankee if fan. If you were to walk into Jacob Fuller's room, you would see a museum of Yankee memorabilia. All right, I'm walking here. And there, I'm walking and here. And he all intentionally right. brought. A lot of his Angels memorabilia to my place of business here so that he could have more room for his Yankee memorabilia. Oh, goodness. That's the analysis that I've come to to see. If you look right behind you, Jacob, you'll actually see a Yankees baseball, which I think would make you cream in your pants. You had a second one. I took it home. <laughs> but um, I got an Orioles jersey on, man. No lie. Orioles jersey on. Supporting the team that just whipped our ass. Jacob is legitimately wearing a Orioles jersey, yes, which I was originally disgusted with, but after realizing the jersey that it was, I was a lot more intrigued and a lot more accepting of it. Uh, handguns. Pop punk band from Maryland. And, Shout out. Uh, we never played with them, but shit, there were there were some good there there were a good band to watch with uh Chunk and State Champs and City Lights. That one time they came through the yeah. chain. Warp Tour Circle Pits. Fellas, if you didn't know, we used to fucking do music. We used to be in a fucking band. Ooh. We used to be in two bands. 
two bands. Good times. Three, two and a half. And that's the most I'll talk about that. Anyway, back to baseball. The Angels are trash. The Yankees are good. The Giants are good. The Dodgers are good. The Padres are trash. The A's, they're all right. They may not make it, man. Good for Dallas. I mean, Oakland may not make it. Seattle's right behind them. They're a game back in the second place spot. Houston, they have the easiest schedule of any team in the division going through the rest of the year. Pause. That will be their downfall. Calling it right now. Houston's going to cruise into the playoffs and not be ready for a good baseball team in a five-game series. I'm calling it right now. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with them losing first round. I just know that they're going to make the playoffs. Whether or not they succeed in the playoffs is yet to be determined. I would love for them not to make the playoffs at all. I would love for them to get eliminated from the playoffs as soon as possible because I would hate to see Carlos Correa being happy about anything in any playoff game because that dude does not deserve any happiness whatsoever. Well, remember, he's playing for money now, too. You know, whatever he does, he's going to earn an extra million bucks with every time he gets on base. Some Angels fans want him. Angels Twitter wants him. Send that dude to New York. That dude would love New York City. Put him on the Mets. Put him on the Mets so he could suffer. Well, they already have two shortstops, so I don't know. Get another one. (laughs) Get a third one and make them all suffer. You got a shortstop at second, short, and third base. Can you imagine? And then Pete Alonso at first. Javi Baez, not that good. Francisco Lindor, not that good. Mm. You get Carlos Correa in there with the Mets triple threat of three shortstops, probably. You put Correa on the Mets. Not that good. You put Correa on the Mets. He's the best shortstop on the Mets. He's the best shortstop on the Mets, but he's still not that good because he's on the Mets. Javi Javi and Francisco Lindor are great defensively. I think offensively they have their question marks. But, yeah, we need a shortstop. It's between Seager, Story, and Correa. Angel fans will get into it as we get closer to the offseason. For now, I don't think we have much else to say. It's been a tough week. It's Thursday night. Friday by the time you hear this. Have a good Friday. Fuck this team. Fuck this team. Enjoy Blow the Blow the place up. Artie, sell the team. If you're a football fan, it's coming up. If you're a hockey fan, it's coming up. If you're a basketball fan, it's coming up. Playoffs are coming up if you're a baseball fan in general. Playoffs. The playoffs. Stick with us. Uh, stick with the Angels through next season, guys. It's going to be a it's going to be a bumpy ride, but hang on. And uh, have a good weekend. Yeah, there's no fucking preview or any recap this episode. We're if done. you couldn't notice, San Diego's coming to town. They're about to get off a sweep from the from the Dodgers. Let's just beat them and play spoiler. Dude, imagine if we fucking beat the Padres. Let's play spoiler, Imagine guys. if we beat the Padres. And the Yankees come to town on Monday. Let's not play spoiler. And then the, the Rangers come to town right after them. And then we go to San Diego. You memorize the schedule? I only know because we're like down to like the bare the bones. End. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, and my my step uncle told me he was going to the Yankee game on Monday, and I was pretty upset with him because he didn't invite me. You want to go? But that's what you get for having step uncles. No. Oh, I'm down to go. Let me know if you want to go. We'll go. Uh, okay. All right. Well, See you there. Like. 
subscribe fucking give us a five star rating on apple and spotify wherever the fuck you listen to this podcast mic that baby up big fly absolutely not Scooby!